Funny thing, but a few months ago, everyone in Milwaukee wanted Andy Haynes out as hitting coach. And once the season ended, Haynes was the only firing that Milwaukee management made. Hmm. Good morning to you. Good Friday morning. I'm Dan Kovacevic of DK Pittsburgh Sports. This is Daily Shot of Pirates. Comes your way bright and early every weekday if you're into football and or hockey. I also offer daily shots of Steelers and Penguins where you found this. Marlins 3, Pirates 2 in 11 innings. The second consecutive game, this was yesterday in Miami, in which the Pirates blew an extra inning lead in consecutive games, even by their uber-creative standards for finding new ways to lose. These have been something special. And if that wasn't bad enough, by the time my plane lands later this morning in Denver, I fully expect to have news that Jack Sawinski will have been optioned back to the minors. Now, Sawinski has struggled. Not even 14 home runs over two months can mask an 0 for 28 slump during which he walked only four times. That's a span of 10 games, and what's more ominous is that there really weren't any signs of his emerging. If he was going to run into one and hit another home run, that would have been fun. It might have lifted his spirits a little bit, but I don't think it was going to solve the problem. That said, that said, this hitting coach has gotten mostly, not entirely, but mostly abysmal results this year. And I could point to the first two months of Brian Reynolds' season and how long it took him to get out of it. I could point to Brian Hayes still not coming up with any meaningful power. But I don't need to do that because the collective speaks much more loudly. And the collective, in this case, begins with Lousy numbers with the Cubs, lousy numbers with the Brewers, both of whom, by the way, employed much better hitters than what there are here in Pittsburgh. And with the Pirates so far, his team has, and this is everybody together, a 290 on base percentage that is the third worst in the majors, a 662 OPS, that's on base plus slugging. That is the third worst, and the one that I'm sure drives everybody the most nuts, 839 strikeouts. That is the third most, and that averages out to 9.3 per game. I want to repeat this. They strike out, the Pirates do, 9.3 times in an average game. Yeah, hitting's down. Yeah, strikeouts are up. That's across the board. But how many times do I have to say third worst for it to sink in that this team underperforms even the talent that it's got? And oh, 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 wait, wait. There is one thing that drives you even more nuts. I'm guessing at this, but I'll bet I'm right. All the strikes they just watch. Go by. 
This portion of Daily Shot of Pirates is brought to you by our friends at North Shore Tavern. That's directly across Federal Street from PNC Park. It's home of Steak on a Stone, an eating experience, underscoring the word experience. The steak is brought to you partially cooked on an 800-degree stone, and you do the rest. It's a ton of fun, it's a great meal, and it's a baseball atmosphere like no other in Pittsburgh. North Shore Tavern, right across Federal Street from PNC Park. In this game against the Marlins, and I'll remind for full context that it, it was 11 innings, the Pirates watched, you're going to think I'm making this up, 41 strikes go by. Watched 41 strikes. I understand the value of wearing down the other team's starting pitcher. I do. I understand that everyone benefits on the Pittsburgh side if it becomes a bullpen versus bullpen matchup. But that doesn't have to supplant having an aggressive mindset at the plate. In fact, it shouldn't. It should have you, once you develop and mature, into having a confidence, a sense of awareness of the strike zone to be that much more aggressive. Or if the other pitcher is just pumping strikes because they know you're going to stand there like a fool for the first two pitches no matter what, you're missing the best pitches to hit. No one in the history of organized baseball going back to Abner Doubleday's nephews would argue that the best pitches to hit in most at-bats are the first one. At the latest, the first two. After that, you're going to start getting nibbled. This was Derek Shelton's response yesterday in Miami when it was brought up to him that his batters had looked at 41 called strikes yeah i mean i would have to go back and look to actually that that number seems high uh i would have to go back and and watch it it didn't seem that high watching the game so i don't know if uh you know i think you have to give credit to their pitching they executed pitches but uh if it was that many then yeah we probably need to be a little more aggressive now i'm gonna keep this fair hopefully i try to do that oscar marine really struggled as a pitching coach for the better part of his first three seasons. And over the last little while, the Pirates have gotten results for the first time in his tenure out of his starters. Over the last nine games, going back to July 7th, the Pirates starters have posted a 2.54 ERA. Did you realize that? With 41 strikeouts against 16 walks, They've been pretty good. They're getting, my God, into the seventh inning. They're even finishing the seventh innings. These are improvements. And these, when they come contiguously like this, when you see Mitch Keller pitch well one night, JT Brubaker pitch well the next day, Zach Thompson yesterday against his old team, the Marlins, when you see it coming in a roll, you absolutely have to credit the common denominator. That is Marine. Good for him. I don't have an axe to grind with the guy. I'm right here telling you I think he's done well lately. Good for him. Good for him. What's Haynes done? What's Haynes done other than drive this team's offensive numbers 
downward from where they were under Rick Eckstein. And that seemed inconceivable at the time Eckstein was fired. Maybe, just maybe, the Cubs and the Brewers knew something when we come back to J1Q. J1Q comes from Jordan Block, who asks, why, why, why keep giving opportunities to Yoshi Tsutsugo and Josh Van Meter? I understand that the Pirates aren't in a position to make the playoffs, but they're still in third place, and for a sense of pride in the development of the younger players, this is absurd. Jordan, you're being way too kind here, particularly as it relates to Yoshi. He's terrible, okay? I mean, I don't know if there's a a kinder word than terrible to describe his offensive production. But there is one thing worse than Yoshi having a 182 batting average, a 523 OPS, two homers, 15 RBIs, and 143 at-bats. And do you know what that one thing is? It's that Shelton and the Pirates continue to send him out there every bleeping day. And not only do they do that, they put him in the cleanup spot. That's clown shoes stuff, man. It just is. There's no way to rationalize that. There's no cause to have him at cleanup. If the goal is to make him feel more comfortable or more confident because that's where he's always been, who cares? He's nobody. He's 30 years old. What he did last fall was cool. It was fun. I was in support of the one-year, $4 million contract that he got with Pittsburgh. I was. I thought that was a fine risk to take. It didn't pan out. Past tense. So why, why yesterday, after seeing this much of him, did Shelton put him at cleanup? Well, he was asked about that in Miami as well. Yeah, I mean, I, I think as we continue to, to run out our lineup, we'll have to make that decision, and, you know, we need to get him going. No, no, no. You don't need to get him going. He doesn't matter. He's not part of anything. Certainly not the future. I mean, it's at least encouraging to hear the manager speak candidly to the effect of, hey, we've got a decision to make, but that decision should have been in the past tense. That decision should have been not long after he came off that phony IL stint and kept doing the exact same things at the plate. Look, anytime something goes really wrong, for a team, or really in any walk of life for a group of people, you look for things that are common denominators, but you also understand that there are multiple reasons. And in this case, meaning the Pirates, overall, you've got a hitting coach who doesn't get results anywhere, and you've got some guys who genuinely can't hit. It is a mix. 
There is gray to be had here. But the worst thing you can do in this setting is nothing at all. And the only time the Pirates did get results this year from their offense was when they did change players. Not because they wanted to, but because these players, the Yoshis and the Van Meters, got hurt. Now, it sure would have been nice if when Swinski came up and hit his 14 home runs that there was a hitting coach in the house who could help him, you know, drop the occasional single, shorten up a little bit, poke the ball into left field, right field. Instead, in Swinski's last start, before his pending demotion, two nights ago in Miami, he walked twice. And I'll bet he got all kinds of high fives for that back in the dugout. Yay. <laughs> no, what are we doing here? What are we doing? Anyway, again, I'm flying to Denver. I'm covering the Pirates' whole series out there this weekend for DK Pittsburgh Sports. I hope you check out my written coverage on the site. In the event that you don't have a subscription, my goodness, let's take care of that. Send me an email. Send it to me personally at dk at dkpittsburghsports.com. Spell all that out, dk at dkpittsburghsports.com, and ask me what I'm talking about when I say that I'll give you a really, really, really good deal on a subscription. Thanks so much for listening, not just today, all week long, all season long. I don't know how you do it. And yes, we're back to saying stuff like that. (laughs) 